You know, and it makes the win that much sweeter when you do have one, knowing that it was completely yours. You know, that you did everything you had to do. Like I said, if you crash and put your chain back on, mom or dad didn't do that. The coach didn't do that. It was you. So the wins are yours just like the losses are yours. And I think it makes victory a little bit sweeter when, it, when you know you've really earned it yourself. So That was Sean Trank. If you have a kid who is in middle school or high school, you've probably already been thinking about how are you going to pay for college? Well, I've got two suggestions for you. Hit the books because there's academic money available. Number two, get on a bicycle and ride. There are college scholarships available. Today's guest, Sean Trank, Union College's varsity mountain bike coach. Yes, you've arrived at the Legend Podcast at DaxMyHand.com. How did I become a legendary sports figure? How does anyone become legendary? It starts with a coach. Join us as we have conversations with coaches of all ages, experience, and expertise, and find out what does it take to lead athletes to legendary status. Really, you do have a lot of useless knowledge up there in the head of yours. All right, everybody. Welcome back to DaxMyHand.com. Thanks for joining us. We have a special treat this week, Shane. We uh, we have the the mountain bike coach from Union College in Kentucky in Barberville, Kentucky, Sean Trank. Sean, thanks for joining us here at DaxMyHand.com. Hey, thanks for having me. So you've come down here to Western Kentucky, as as a lot of the listeners probably know. Uh, Marshall County has had a really successful mountain bike team for the past four years, uh, fixing start season five of uh, of the racing. And so you came down to kind of talk to the team and the community about Union College and opportunities that are available. Uh, in mountain biking at Union College. Kind of tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, well, I came down, and I'm sure you guys know Stephen Beckett. You know, uh, he invited me down to uh, talk to, talk to the kids about the school, the racing, and I kind of have this general presentation that I do where I kind of talk about college cycling in the large scale, and then, of course, refer back to the school I work at, which is Union, and, you know, kind of go from there and then do a little question and answer at the end. And uh, the kids were really responsive to it. And then when I heard you guys had a little podcast, I was like, well, I'm already down here. It's a five-hour drive. I might as well, you know, get, get my money's worth out of it. And, you know, mountain biking is, is, is kind of a new and emerging sport uh, to a lot of people. And, and I'm sure that folks who are listening to the podcast that are maybe used to the more traditional baseball, basketball, football sports – are, are kind of probably uh, surprised to hear that a college in Kentucky has uh, collegiate mountain biking, right? Yeah, well, actually, it, the, that's the funny thing is there's actually two colleges in the state that have varsity programs, one being Union, the other one being Lindsey Wilson. And uh, both have been around for you know over a decade. Actually, both have been around since Union 1998 and uh, Lindsey 1996. So a little bit of history pretty much is back as far as uh, college mountain biking goes. But, yeah, you know, when you think of uh, – Mountain biking, a lot of people think of Colorado or, you know, northern uh, North Carolina and that kind of stuff. But, uh, yeah, eastern Kentucky, we're, we're keeping it real with uh, riding those bikes in the hills. That, that's really awesome. Now, let's, let's talk about you for a second. Yeah, go so, ahead. So uh, kind of give us a, a little background about where you're from and, and kind of how you got into mountain biking and how you ended up at Union College. So uh, I understand you're from the Northeast. That, that's what people keep telling me. No, uh, I'm originally from Rhode Island. And uh, early on, I did what a lot of kids do, rode BMX bikes around my neighborhood, that kind of stuff. Um, actually got involved in competitive cycling from a friend of my mom's. 
she uh, heard I was riding my bike a lot and said, hey, he should come do this charity tour with us. And I didn't know any better. So it was a two-day, 150-mile bike ride. And I'm on a department store, you know, 800-pound <laughs> bike. <laughs> and uh, I did it. And at the end of it, my dad was like, oh, my God, let's get you a real bike. So so I from there, I just kind of took off. And I did a little bit of road racing and some BMX. And then when I got to high school, uh, I mean, a couple of buddies thought, hey, we should start a mountain bike club at the school. And, you know, from there, we just kept riding every weekend, getting together. Uh, and then eventually I started racing on my own. Uh, got noticed by a couple of colleges, went and took some tours, and ended up deciding to go to Union in Kentucky. And uh, from there, you know, I rode for four years for the college. Uh, and that time, uh, we uh, were runners-up twice for the national championship. The year I left, they won. So, obviously, it was a good thing I graduated. Uh, <laughs> so, are you saying you may have helped the team by graduating? I think, I you know what, I think it was a morale. They were like, we got to do this for Sean. So, <laughs> no, uh, no. like I said, we, we had two good years in a row where we took second place. And then uh, the year after, they uh, took the national championship. And, yeah, it was great. And then I came back in 2013 to start coaching. And uh, my first year there, we actually won an individual national championship. Uh, yeah, it was, it's was. it been a great time. Union's been really great to me. Uh, the cycling team, like I, I mentioned earlier in my speech, you know, I've met some of my best friends there. Half the guys at my wedding are guys I rode with in college. Um, so, yeah, you know, Union's been great to me. It's been a great place. And, and realistically, cycling's been great to me. So I have no complaints so far. One thing you, I guess you talked about this morning was kind of opportunities for, for kids, um, you know, in college mountain biking. And kind of talk about that a little bit. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, there's a lot of kids, you know, they do the baseball, basketball, you know, football, more traditional sports routes, which there's nothing wrong with. But, you know, you got a lot of kids who are track athletes or gymnastics. And, you know, for, for kids like that, they're a lot like cyclists. They're individualized sports. You know, at the college level, they start grouping them and scoring them as a team. But really, it's for those kinds of sports really are good for the self-driven athlete, the person who, you know, they do the sport because they want to, not because there's a team aspect to it or like a family sense to it. It's just something they get up every morning and something they want to do. Um, and coaching kids like that is so easy. When you've got kids who have passion and they just want to be there and they're just they're dying to get on their bikes, it just makes it really, really easy. It makes it really fun being a coach. Um, you know, I wouldn't give it up for anything right now. I mean, I've been there four years, going on my fifth year. And, you know, I'm learning a lot from these kids. You know, at times as a college coach, you're, you're your coach, your mom, dad, your psychiatrist, your relationship person, you know, you're whatever they need you to be at the time. But, uh, no, the kids are great. The sport's great. Um, like I said, it's a new sport relatively to, um, you know, other sports in, in the college scene. But it's great. You know, and our school really supports us. And like I said, today they, you know, coming out here and getting to talk to you guys has been amazing. And, uh, yeah, it's great that I can actually promote the sport in a positive way without having to drive all around the country. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, of course I'm going to, I'm going to plug Marshall County mountain biking a little bit. Um, you know, they compete in the Tennessee league as Kentucky high school does not have a league, the NICA series. Um, and you know, we've kind of went down and dominate our Tennessee counterparts winning all four state championships. And so, um, so we do kind of have a hotbed uh, down in this end of the state. So um, I, I thought when Shane told me you were coming down to speak, I thought, well, how awesome is that to kind of give these kids that maybe don't realize that there are opportunities past high school to be able to ride? Um, I thought it was great for you to come down. Yeah, well, it's been great. And it's, it's funny that the all the varsity programs for high school are on the west all the all the uh, varsity programs in college are in the east, so we got a little bit of gap we got to fix there, but we're working on it. 
just a, a guesstimate or ballpark, how many college mountain biking programs are there? Do you have an idea? So right now there's roughly uh, 500 schools that have some form of college racing at their at their campus. Um, but when you get to the varsity level, you're looking at a really small niche. Uh, about 30 schools have fully-fledged varsity programs. And, you know, full varsity is the same thing as any other school. You're talking scholarships, coaches, you know, gear, travel, all, all that stuff. Um, but, you know, like I said, when you get into the, the wider range of there's about 500 schools altogether that have some level of racing on their campus. You know, and again, I would think that's got to be a shock to people because just your average sports fan would never I, – I would have never guessed that. And, you know, my daughter started riding about a year ago. And I would have never dreamed there were that many schools that were into it. Well, I mean, it's really crazy when you think, what, there's 300 million people in America and uh, licensed cyclists that actually compete, 10,000. So, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a tiny, tiny group of people. But, you know, the ones who are doing it, they're committed. And, you know, like I said, the ones that make it to the college level, I mean, those are some tough kids who are just dedicated to their sport. So. As, you know, I was a college baseball player at, at Murray State, and we, you know, we were kind of a different niche from a lot of sports. We had really good grades for the most part, and and I would think a lot of what I would you would see in mountain biking uh, as a kid who is that driven at that type of sport, you're dealing with good students mm-hmm. on top of that, and 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 really uh, high achievers, right? And I think that's something yeah. mountain biking probably pushes. Yeah, I mean, every year our, our uh, teams, you know, we have a little in-house competition at Union to see who can get the highest GPA and that kind of stuff. And in the last couple of years, my women's team has been blown out of the water. You know, just no one can touch them. My guys' team, I wish they'd step it up a little bit. No, they're doing good. They're doing good. But they don't crush it like my girls' team does academically. But, no, I mean, they're all great. I mean, we're talking, you know, A-B students, students who are, you know, every day they're going to class. They're uh, getting good grades. They're working hard because they understand that, you know, I, I think they understand sometimes more than the average athlete does that it's one bad accident. It's all over. You know, especially after you hit a tree two or three times, you realize, man, those things are just jumping out at us. So, so yeah, the students, they really get it. And especially at Union, we really preach, you know, student-athlete, not athlete-student. So, I mean, I think the students get it, and, you know, they try hard. They understand if they want to race, they got to pass classes. And if you're going to pass a class, you might as well get an A. The DaxMyHand.com Legend Podcast is made possible through the generous support of its corporate sponsor, SJS Cat Incorporated, serving the Western Kentucky and Southern Illinois area for 25 years. Now offers enhanced field verification using drones. SJS Cat is FAA certified. SJSCAD.com. Talking with Sean Trank from uh, Union College, uh, Union College Mountain Bike Coach. So, Sean, you know, and Shane and I are, are parents with, you know, uh, mountain bike children that race. Talk to me about what does a parent need to hear from a coach such as yourself about what do, I, what do we need to be doing to prepare our children to possibly be college mountain bike uh, athletes, student athletes? What would, what would be some of, your, uh, some of your advice? Well, I mean, for the average college kid, you know, it's really important that when they come to college, they're self-disciplined. You know, mom and dad aren't there to wake them up anymore. No one's doing their laundry for them. A lot of the students that I see that come to school that do well 
are the ones that, you know, obviously they're going to have to jump over some hurdles when they get to school because it's a new experience. But the ones who are willing to dive in, be social, you know, take chances, those are the students that are going to do really, really well. The ones that have been a little bit shuttered, you know, they mom and dad do everything for them. They do all their scheduling. They, you know, if there's a problem, they're, maybe their side job or something, they go talk to their boss for them. Those are the students that tend not to do so well. So, you know, it doesn't hurt to give your kids a little bit of independence and a little bit of responsibility too, you know, keeping their feet to the fires when, you know, you say something's a is hard line, that's it. You know, we were talking about it earlier at the uh at the speech I was giving to the students earlier, you know, we were talking about how there's consequences at college, you know. Mom and dad can't come and fix your problems for you, they can't come talk to your professors, you know, and that's the same thing on the cycling team, you know, kids come in, they kinda mess around. You know what? There's a whole new batch of kids ready to come up who want that opportunity. I mean, we talked about it. There's only 30 schools offering scholarship for this. And there's a lot of kids who want to be on these teams. And, you know, if students aren't willing to try and willing to do their best, you know, coaches, we have to we have to go with the next batch of kids because, you know, our our teams rely on us winning competitions and having a good time. And that's not going to happen. we got kids who are dragging around and just not really applying themselves. But generally, I think when you get to the – most cyclists, especially when they get to the high school level, if they've been doing it middle school, high school, and then get to the college level, most of them really are self-disciplined. I, I rarely see kids who, who don't have the the discipline to get themselves up, go to classes, you know, take charge, do their assignments, that kind of stuff. So the best thing I can say is, you know, just give your kids some responsibility. You know, they're not going to fall apart. And, you know, and that's that's something that I know in, in the short time that, that I've been around mountain biking um, one thing I'm really proud of, like with my daughter, for example, you know, she she barely knew how to ride a bike a little over a year ago, and she was in a race last year, had a wreck, her chain came off, and you know, here's this 12 year old girl flips her bike over, fixes her chain out in the woods by herself, uh, you know, and and is able to it. I get because you know, it's it's unlike say baseball or football where parents are in the stands and they can holler at you and help you you're out there by yourself uh, you might i know at uh, the canal loop it's uh, about a 12 mile loop yeah you know you once the kids take off you may not see them again mm-hmm. till the finish right so well, that's one of the things we talked about earlier you know it's like you know when you're talking to these self-driven kids i can't tell a kid halfway through a race come on dig deep they, they just have to know it and um you know that was one of the things we were going into earlier was you know a lot of these kids you know they get humbled quick you know, baseball, you lose a game, you say, well, the pitcher didn't throw right, or, you know, this happened or that happened in a bike race, only one person's winning. And, you know, that quickly humbles kids and gives them a good self of respect for themselves, you know, because when you're with a group of people who didn't win, it kind of gets you the the point of view of like, well, it's okay not to win every single time versus, you know, if you, if you lose on a team, sometimes it's like, well, it wasn't my fault we lost, you know, and then kind of gets that, that clouded judgment a little bit. You know, and it makes the win that much sweeter when you do have one, knowing that it was completely yours. You know, that you did everything you had to do. Like I said, if you crash and put your chain back on, mom or dad didn't do that. The coach didn't do that. It was you. So the wins are yours just like the losses are yours. And I think it makes victory a little bit sweeter when it, when you know you've really earned it yourself. So Talk about some of the, the unique um, uh, things about coaching a mountain bike team that may be different than maybe a baseball coach or a football coach or basketball. Talk, talk about some of the things that maybe. Uh, somebody who who hasn't been around it or doesn't understand it uh, talk about some of the things that that are unique to coaching uh, athletes yeah well i mean uh, especially when you're talking about cycling in general whether it be mountain biking or road i mean there's a a big portion of it is the athletics and i think that goes for any coach whatever sport you're doing you know getting your kids healthy making sure they're training uh that kind of stuff that's super important but then you throw onto it now you have a machine 
Now you know it's not a baseball bat. Oh, it's broken. Grab another one. Nope. You gotta you gotta make sure the kids' bikes are working. You gotta make sure you know everything is at the top it can be. You know that way when you get out there, somebody doesn't complain. Well, my chain came off every time. Blah 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 blah. So you know you're you're kind of being their mechanic. You're their coach. You know, of course, then you get into strategy and you're trying to you know teach them as much as they can learn because, like I said, you're on the sideline. You can't yell out a play at them. So you got to kind of teach them how to read the situation and really how to understand what they're doing. Uh, yeah, it's it's really complex. It can, you know, I think it was, uh, I can't remember who, who the quote came from actually right now, but, you know, they've always said, uh, you know, uh, bicycle racing is like chess. You know, it, half the game's mental. You know, you, you, can, you can do all the right moves, but if the next person's just that much better than you, I mean, there's nothing you can do about it. So, you know, the mental, the mental stresses of racing can be just as hard as a physical one sometimes. One thing I know that, that I have seen that is unique to mountain biking is, you know, as a, as a former basketball player, you know, I could go out in my backyard and I could shoot baskets for hours and hours and hours. And, and I would assume that uh, as short a time as you have for practice at college in a, in a mountain bike setting, the, the kids have to go out and do a lot of it on their own, right, as far as training and getting in shape, right? Yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, we write them up some good training programs and we try to schedule them time to go ride. But, I mean, like my team, we're, we hover around 20 to 30 riders. There's just no way we can get 20 to 30 kids in college all on the same schedule. So a lot of times, you know, you're going to go a couple of days without seeing the coach. You're going to go a couple of days without riding with anybody else. And, you know, like I said, you got to be self-motivated because, I mean, you're all from Kentucky. It's not sunshine every day here. Uh, you know, when it's raining and you got to race that weekend and you got to get your mileage in, you know, you got to be self-motivated. Go out there and ride. Um, I think it's good because, you know, we do have the team and, you know, unlike some areas where, you know, this high school has one kid and then this high school has another kid. You know, when you do have that group of students today, you know, they're all meeting in the cafeteria for lunch and dinner. And they go, hey, what did you ride today? What did you do today? It's kind of like, oh, man, I should have rode today, you know. So you kind of get that group mentality. Even though you're not in the group all the time riding, you're getting that group mentality of, hey, what's going on? What are you doing? Huh? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, I saw you were in your dorm all day today. What's going on? And so I think the kids, they really keep themselves motivated. And, of course, I get myself out there and I try to, you know, hang with some of my guys and girls, you know. Well, I was going to say, you know, you're a young guy, so uh, I'm assuming there's no longer than you've been out. You've got to be out on the trail with them, right? Yeah, don't worry. They're aging me pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can see that. Talk about, talk about the unique things you run into as far as what are, you, what are you looking at when you're recruiting a kid, right? So let's say maybe how do you identify athletes that you're interested in and, and kind of talk us through that process. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously we're looking for talented athletes. I mean, I think that's a given with any sport. You, you mean you want want somebody who's athletic um but we actually talked about this today at the meeting was there's really three characteristics that separate students in coaches minds you know putting aside the athletics part uh one of them definitely is character you know is the student honest can you trust them you know do they have a good word when you when you talk with them so that's huge character is huge um the second one is coachability you know you want to be able to take a student needs to be able to take advice we talked about this earlier a lot of times you know, a coach is going to ask a student to do something or maybe not ride or, you know, something that the, the student at the time is not going to understand, but the coach has a, has a bigger picture planned. And that can be tougher, especially if you're top athletes. You're like, no, I just want to go. I can, I can keep riding. And you're, like, you're, and you're trying to maybe save them from injury or possibly just save them from getting worn out for next week. So coachability is really big. And then the third one, and this is the most important one, is academics. You know, at the college level, if you can't pass your classes, you don't ride your bike. 
You know, that's just plain and simple. If you fill out a school, we don't have a, a, a dropout division in the racing. So the big one is, you know, and we talked about this earlier, is you got to meet those three requirements because, you know, if you run into somebody and a coach has got one last position on his team that he can give somebody and you're the same athlete, it's going to come down to character, academics, and coachability. I mean, that's going to be the deciding factors. You know, at least for me it is. Yeah, and I think that's a great point. And, and I go back to even kind of my own experience as a college athlete the first time that I knew uh, Murray State was recruiting me is the uh, academic advisor came to me and said, hey, uh, Murray State called and wanted your grades. They want to see what your grade point average was. And, and then, then I started getting calls that they had called around talking to people about me. This is before I've ever heard from them. And then eventually, then they did finally come see me. But I think that goes to the things you're talking about. Are, are the grades in line? Is the kid coachable? And, and is his character good? And, and you, you, before you decide, hey, I want this kid, you, you got to know about him, right? And your kids need to know that, too, that, that they're being watched. Oh, yeah. By, well, by everyone. Well, I mean, it's not that you're trying to catch a kid in a lie or anything, but, you know, you want, you want to have an honest conversation with them, and it, it helps to know a little bit about them. Of course, it doesn't hurt that, you know, you have the Encyclopedia of Humans with Facebook nowadays, so I can tell the kid what he had for lunch if I wanted to, but... <laughs> and is that something you do, go check? Yeah, you know, you'd be surprised, you know, a lot of kids, because, you know, you, one of the things with college is you definitely want sociable kids. I mean, they need to be able to hang out, they need to be able to talk to people, and, you know, of course, you get on their Facebook and their Instagram, that's how all these kids talk anyways. You know, I'd send kids a text and they go, can we just do this through through Instagram? I'm like, oh my God, okay. I was like, we're talking the phone right now. They're like, yeah, I just rather text you. I'm like, okay. You know, and emails don't, you know, if you ask for an email, you're a dinosaur. So, no, I mean, this is that's where these kids live. They're on social media, and I mean, that's where you got to be too. So, you know, especially on our team, we try to have a huge social media presence. You know, we're posting everything we're doing, where we're going, all types of events that we have. And, uh, yeah, the kids really seem to respond to that. And the ones who don't, it's like, well, you know, not that everybody's on social media, but if you get a kid who's not really talkative and, you know, maybe he's really shy. Sometimes that's not the that's not the best student. You know, especially at our school, where we're, we're a very small school. Union's about, I think this year, twelve hundred students. So I mean, you're talking a very small school. You're going to have many interactions. I always say, if you want to hide, go to a big school. You're a number there. When you come to a small school, you're a person, and people like to talk to other people. So yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, your your school is is the size of a lot of the bigger high schools, probably in the ballpark of what Marshall County has yeah. as, a, as a high school. So they kind of view it that way. Um, that, that's a great point. One thing I know Shane and I were talking about, and, and he mentioned to me that you mentioned in your speech, was there's there's a plethora of boys to recruit, right? Because there's lots of boy mountain bike riders. Um, but I know there's a there's an initiative within the mountain biking community to get girls more involved. Can you kind of talk about that as, as yeah. something you're looking at? Uh, you know, like I told the guys today, because we were, we were talking about some things like, you know, when should we apply? When should I commit to a school? And, we, and that kind of got us on to, you know, boys, they really can't wait. You know, they should get their stuff together quick and, you know, try to get, you know, some scholarship offers as soon as possible. And if they can, try to commit, you know, usually before December. Because, you know, like I said, there's a lot of guy racers out there. Girls, on the other hand, it's, it's slim, you know. Every year, every coach is always saying, man, if I just had two more girls on the team, just two more, you know. And it, it's across the board. Even if you win national championships, you're still thinking, man, if we would have had one more girl, we probably could have just done that so much easier. So, you know, yeah, it, and it's tough, you know. I, and it's not that girls are any better or worse at mountain biking than guys. It just seems like it's one of those sports where, you know, I've never had a girl introduced to it who didn't fall in love with it. 
but getting them out there is the tough part, you know. And it, it is tough. It's, it's a, it can be a very intimidating sport. It's a, it's a lot to do. You know, and I think it's also seen as a, a boys' activity sometimes. Um, but, you know, in our racing, we score guys and girls equally. So, I mean, on our team, you know, our men are treated the same as our women. You know, everybody gets treated the same. That's one thing I know that was very interesting to me when we started on the, the Marshall County team is that it's really – uh, it's not a men's mountain biking team or a girls mountain. It's a it's integrated team. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like when you go on our school's website, we're a co-ed team. Mm-hmm. I mean, now obviously our girls and guys don't race at the same time against each other, but at the end of the day, you know, if our girls team isn't holding up their end, we're not going to win. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it's really great, and we do a big push. You know, we're always trying to host uh, women's clinics at our campus, and you know, we try to reach out to a lot of women's biking clubs, things like that. Um, but yeah, there's so many opportunities for girl riders out there, especially if they stick with it. Uh, that it's it's incredible what's what the opportunities that girls have over guys out there. Mm-hmm. You know, not that guys don't have great opportunities themselves, but when you're talking, you know, every year there's a recruiting class of say 200 riders, and 180 of them are guys. That leaves only a couple spots for those girls to go to, and you know, they're 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 high tech items, right? highly prized. I mean, girls have some, have some have some uh, power when it comes to the uh, the scholarship conversation for sure. Mm-hmm. Let's, so let's say I'm a I'm a prospective student, um, and and I'm interested in maybe riding somewhere. What what's the best thing for me to do? Would it be give you guys a call, let you know, hey, I'm interested in you, or, or is that, or do you go out and search for folks? How does that work? Well, you know, it all depends on how it is. A lot of times, it'll be the coaches contacting you. Um, but, and it, I mean, it never hurts to contact the coach. I mean, it's never a bad thing. A lot of times what I do is, is I send out a lot of mailers, you know, students, I get them through the USA cycling and send them some informational flyers to their house, uh, do a lot of school visits like today, you know, meet some students. I always think it's better to meet a student before you, you know, try to Facebook message them or Instagram, something like that, just so they know who you are. Um, cause you know, so many kids get overwhelmed. You know, when I first started, uh, looking into colleges, every college sent a flyer out. If you didn't send a flyer out, you weren't even on the game. So, you know, that's just something you have to do to get, you know, just to be on the level. Um, now it's more personal visits. It's going out and visiting students, that kind of thing. But I think for the average student, it's going to the races. It's contacting coaches. It's, you know, asking your coach. If you ride for a NICA program, ask your coach, you know, hey, who should I be talking to, that kind of stuff. Because um, they know us, and we're in contact with a lot of them. Um, a great resource is to get on USA Cycling and look up their varsity programs in college. You know, it has all the contact information for every varsity program, their coaches, all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, you know, a good mixture of both. You know, if, if, if no one's reaching out to you, reach out to them. Because sometimes it just some kids just go under the radar, you know. It's tough for, you know, a coach to know every single rider from every single state. And, you know, you miss a few. And I've had kids come back to say, and say, hey, you know, I just want to let you know I'm here, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh, how did I miss this kid? So, yeah, reaching out never hurts. Um, for me personally, though, one of the first things I ask a student is, what do you want to major in? You know, because we talked about this really heavily today was, you know, Union is a great school. Uh, I went there, fell in love with it. It was right for me. It's not right for everybody. And one of the first things you need to know is, does the school you're choosing have the academic program you want? If it doesn't, that should end the conversation right there. Um, but if it does, you know, then look into their academics. You can look into their graduation rates, all the, all, the, all the other statistics that, you know, kids look into when they're looking for colleges. But, you know, a lot of times it never hurts to visit schools, check them out. You know, I always tell kids, union may be right for you. It may not be, but we won't find out until you come and take a visit. So that's a great thing to do is always visit the schools. 
So, you know, as a, as a team that challenges, obviously, for national championships, um, what's your mix of recruiting? You're, I mean, I would assume you have to be a, a team that recruits nationally. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what kind of mix do you have of, of, say, I would maybe say call Kentucky kids local, what kind of mix do you have of Kentucky versus national? Yeah. Well, I try to recruit as many Kentucky kids as I can. Um, and obviously, you know, we want to keep our team local as much as possible. So we have a pretty good mixture, um, but you know, honestly, our team is as international as it can get at this point. You know, we have a couple of Brazilians on our team. We have a, a German student. Uh, you know, like I said, we have four or five students from Kentucky, a couple from Tennessee, Georgia, California, mm-hmm. Nevada. So I mean, we're you know a pretty diverse group of students. Um, you know, more important than you know where they're from is who they are. So you know, we try to give everybody a fair shake when they come for their visits and everything like that. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, Kentucky's producing some really great riders. And uh, they're being really prized nowadays. So yeah. the, the recruiting in Kentucky is getting a little bit tougher just because more, more people are learning about our little gold mine out here. So, you yeah, know. Kentucky does seem to kind of, just what I've looked into, it has become kind of a hidden gem in the, in the country, right? Yeah, I mean, we got kids just traveling everywhere. And, in, and not just in cycling, a lot of sports, you know. Kentucky was always known for, yeah, this sport or that sport. But it seems in the last couple of years, it just seems like they're dominating every sport they get into. So, yeah. you know, hopefully. Hopefully uh, we can keep the secret a little bit longer, at least until at least until I retire. Do we need to hold this podcast yeah. until you know until uh, you until you finish your recruiting? Yeah, <laughs> so uh, it's for like a ten year delay on this. If you could <laughs> become an active member of the Dax My Hand Legend podcast, share it with your friends. Become an active member of the Dax My Hand Legend podcast, financially supporting the podcast. DaxMyHand.com website. Click on the support button. Become an active member of the Dax My Hand Legend podcast. Okay, we're with Sean Trank from Union College in Barberville, uh, Kentucky, the uh, mountain bike coach. You know, uh, Coach, one thing uh, I know we talk about as far as recruiting kids, you said you you go online and you look at some results, uh, but you shared something at the uh, conference uh, today um, about, you know, kids finishing and results. Kind of talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, so, you know, like I said, uh, through USA Cycling, I can look up students' results and, and see what where they finished and how they done. But what a lot of times I'll do is when I talk to a student, I say, you know, they'll say, oh, do you want a race resume? I'm like, yeah, send me, you know, your race resume. And, you know, why don't you throw in your last 16 races? And what I'm looking for is, I, honest, honesty, I want to make sure they put in their last official 16 races, not their best 16 races. But one of the things I'm looking for is, you know, obviously you want to see wins. Wins, top threes, top fives, those are all great. But another thing, and it sounds strange, but when you see a student that has a couple, you know, last place, second to last place, you know, that tells me that student had a bad day. They weren't having their best race, but they didn't give up. You know, they finished the race, whether it was a mechanical, whether they were having a stomach issue, whatever, they finished the race. And, you know, that, that shows a lot about their character. When I see a student that has a lot of wins and also a lot of did not finishes on their race results, that kind of tells me if this kid has any, any bit of trouble at all, he's done. You know, or he or she is out of the race. They're, they're not, they're not going to fight for the team. And that's the exact opposite of what we want at the college level because when we get to nationals, every point matters. And I tell my kids, I don't care if the wheels fall off your bike, you pick it up and start walking with it. 
Um, so yeah, we're looking for kids that are honest and also they know how to suffer and they're and they're willing to suffer for their team. You know, and the thing is, if they're not willing to suffer for themselves, they're not going to suffer for their team. So because you know, I, I guess that something that's different than a lot of sports is you do have mechanical failures, you do have chains break, you have flat tires, you have things such as that. And and like you said, some kids when they hit that adversity, they just say, oh, "I'm done." Yeah. But but you know, there are things I know. Uh, one thing Coach Beckett talks about is we've got to have a spare tube on our yep. bicycle, and we can fix a. You know, we may finish last, but we did finish, yeah. right? Well, I remember my uh, my senior year, we were out there in uh, Truckee, California, and my pedal falls apart in the last climb. I'm like, oh god! So I ended up having to walk the bike in, and you know, I didn't know if I was dead last, middle of the pack. Um, I didn't think I was in the front, but, uh, you know, and that was the last, that was my last race as a college student. So, you know, I was like, I'm finishing this thing. I'm getting it done. And, you know, it turns out there's a lot of kids didn't finish that race. And we actually, you know, we ended up taking second that year and, you know, maybe, maybe me finishing helped, maybe it didn't, but you know, there was no way I wasn't. So yeah, I mean, students have mechanicals and those aren't things you can control. Um, how you react to them is definitely something you can control. So uh, that's a, a big thing is we like to see students that work hard. They don't know how to give up. You know, giving up should be their, shouldn't even be on their uh, radar. Okay, so now one thing that, that came up about Union College, uh, Coach, is you mentioned to me that your program is mountain biking only, right? Whereas maybe some schools are have road cycling. Yeah, well, there's a couple of different disciplines. You know, there's road, mountain, cycle cross, BMX, and track. And, you know, each school does a variety of them. Some schools do three. Some schools do two. Um, at Union, we strictly do the mountain bike season. And our reason behind that is fall, we race mountain bikes for college. We take off the second half of the first semester and the first half of the second semester. That gives our students time to work on their grades, get reports, you know, be that whole student-athlete thing, you know, that's that first part, uh, you know, really work on their academics. Then in the late spring, that's when we do a lot of exhibition racing. We travel the country, you know, we've taken students to Texas, Colorado, uh, we've taken them to the Northeast, you know, everywhere you can think of. So it gives our students a little bit of an opportunity to go see different parts of the country, different racing, uh, really test their skills outside of the college. And, and the big part is it gives them that, that break in the middle there for academics. Um, also, we like to do a lot of trail work. That's one of our big proponents is we know we take our students out. We show them how to design trails, how to build trails. Um, we've had some great uh, graduates of our school you know, go on and start their own company. So we have some opportunities for our students to meet entrepreneurs and really learn about the whole business side of cycling. But, yeah, that's just our little niche. You know, and like I said, we're located in a very rural area of Kentucky. You know, we're surrounded by mountains. We have about 50 miles of trail just in our uh, county alone. So we're really, really lucky in what we do. And we just don't want to stress our students out too much. We want to give them a little bit of a break. Um, and that's kind of important to us. I think it really uh, speaks a lot to the academic side of the campus that we do give our students time to actually be on campus and worrying about their grades rather than their next race. I, th- I think that's a great idea. So we're here with Coach uh, Sean Trank from Union College uh, Mountain Biking. Coach, we've really enjoyed having you here today. So uh, for those for people who are interested in Union Cycling, uh, could you kind of tell us how to get a hold of you, maybe some addresses, social media type things? Yeah, well, um, you know, you can find us on social media at uh, Union College Cycling. You know, we'll be the first, uh, hopefully the first uh, school that comes up. And, of course, you know, you can go to our website, which is unionky.edu. And that'll bring up the Union College webpage. From there, you can go through our entire uh, school's information, our sports teams, all that kind of great stuff. And like I said, you know, come out, 
you know, we're we're all around Kentucky. We're I'm handing out flyers every day, so you might see a guy run down your street. It's probably me. But no, seriously, you know, just type in Union College Cycling on your social media. That'll bring it up. All of our contacts are on there, and that's that's really the best way to to reach out to us. Well, again, we uh, spoke with Coach Sean Trank from Union uh, College Mountain Biking. Coach, I really enjoyed having you. I'm glad you came down to this end of the state. Was it about a five-hour drive, maybe? Yeah, it is. <laughs> but but beautiful scenery. Beautiful here, scenery, you know. Well, well, again, Coach, we really enjoy you and, and glad you came by to speak to us. And, uh, and uh, good luck to you in the future. And hopefully we'll get some Marshall County kids up there uh, riding for you. That's what we're hoping for. Thank you. Right, thank you. You've been listening to Dax My Hand, the legend. The DaxMyHand.com legend podcast is made possible through the generous support of its corporate sponsor, SJS Cat Incorporated, serving the Western Kentucky Southern Illinois area for 25 years. SJSCat.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, which, why wouldn't you? You're listening to the legend. Become an active member of the Dax My Hand Legend podcast. Share it with your friends, financially supporting the podcast. DaxMyHand.com website. Click on the support button. Become an active member of the Dax My Hand Legend podcast. Thanks for listening to Dax My Hand, the legend.